It's me, it's me, it's TDP, it's the Throwin' Dice Podcast. We're here for episode two. This is your host, Curtis Spears, and with me today is Grant Wills. Grant, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? Feeling really good, man. Um, you know, I'm, I'm energized. We just had a great event last weekend. Um, I'm hobbying uh, pretty heavily right now. I've got a couple of days off, so we're uh, just hitting it hard, man. Hitting it hard. And of course, you're continuing your hobby streak as normal? Yeah. Uh, uh, today will be day 767. That's so many days. Should be day 777. That would have been a lot cooler, but it's fine. Just make stuff up next time, okay? <laughs> sure. A- entertain the people for us. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the first thing we're going to talk about today, hobby progress. Um, you know, have you been working on anything at all? Uh, oh, yes. Lots. <laughs> lots and lots. Obviously, uh, with my hobby streak, I've been chipping away all month. So, uh, since we recorded last, I have... What have I done? Uh, I've finished... <laughs> uh, so, I finished my Red Hand Destroyer unit. Uh, Beautiful. Uh, I then uh, finished... Uh, three more Alpha Legion missile launcher guys to bring a squad up to full strength. Uh, I finished a ah um, oh, the name's gone out of my head. A brood horror, a three D printed brood horror for my Skaven fantasy army. Uh, I bought another, uh, built another Medusa carriage for my militia. Uh, I painted some other militia vehicles, did some weathering on them to finish them up. And yeah, what else have I done? Uh, I painted a couple of demons that we'll talk about a bit later. Uh, and then I've been, to finish the month off, I've been uh, just painting some terrain, really, because I'm massively procrastinating on painting my World Eaters. And it's um, infinity terrain, isn't it? Uh, so I've uh, done a, a sci-fi building, which is a, an MDF kit from uh, Mad Gaming Terrain, who are a, quite a local company for us. Uh, and then I've also done some... Uh, uh, 3D printed scatter terrain for more time. Right on. That sounds great, man. That yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. Um, oh, I can see some of it behind you. Is that little gravestones? Uh, oh, no, that's stuff for uh, Tom from Mutant Snake Eyes. He asked for something. You know what we say. Shout yeah. out friend of the podcast, Tom from Mutant Snake Eyes. What's up, buddy? What up, Tom? Yeah, no, that sounds like a lot of stuff. We we got to do some sort of thing where we get points for every like unit we finish or something like that. Like, uh, well, I have I'm doing the the hobby bingo from White Dwarf. Yeah, but uh, I want to do a podcast game. Oh, all right then. Yeah, I, if if you want to lose, I, it's, <laughs> hey, it's not about wins and losses. It's about keeping track of how awesome the stuff that we paint is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I've I've been um, doing a lot less than you, but <laughs> but I did. Uh, I've gotten into uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. After all, I know I was talking last time on the podcast about how I was thinking about it, and directly after that, I just jumped in with both feet. Um, I decided to go with an X Men X Force team. I've gotten so far. I've gotten uh, Cable, Domino, um, Wolverine, Sabretooth, Beast, Cyclops, and Storm. Awesome. I've painted, uh, at this point, I've finished painting Cable, uh, Wolverine, Sabretooth. Uh, I've tried, I've tried a a bunch of new stuff on this. Um, I'm doing, I've I've used some of my wife's tattoo. My wife's a tattooer, so I've got a a lot of her uh, tattoo ink, black ink that she's not using right now. And I've uh, started putting some uh, scratches and shading and things like that on the model so that it looks like it's maybe animated, like the old uh, 90s. 
um, cartoon show used to do, have really like thick black shadows and things like that. Sounds cool. I did my first attempt at non-metal metallics for Cable's arm. Um, I'm pretty happy with it for a first go. I don't think it sucks. So awesome. I'm pretty happy awesome. about that. No, it's definitely, it's looking really nice. Thanks, man. So yeah, that's uh, just three things finished. So it's as as opposed to your fourteen, but that's okay. Well, and then I, uh, I've also planned out a Dungeons and Dragons five edition, fifth edition campaign. So I've probably got the first five sessions ish planned out. Brag. Yeah, for you guys. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we were meant to start running it this week, but uh, work has just got in the way. Uh, I got sent to Manchester uh, last minute, so I was not back in time. So for those of us who don't know how far Manchester is from southeast England, or well, southeast London. Uh, so it was, I drove 450 miles and 11 hours of driving that day. Lord almighty. That so, sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, it was. The, the the thing about, like, you don't realize, coming from America, like, you're like, oh, like 100 miles, that's not that far. And it's like, yeah, that's because we got interstates. There's no interstates here in England, so it's like... Everything's like driving in residential roads. There are a couple of, well, like, couple of highways, but it, that's about it. There, there was, there were, it was awful. There was two lorry fires at five o'clock in the morning. Lorry fires? Yeah, lorries on fire on the motorway. Two of them, on different motorways. Five o'clock that morning. Won't someone think of the children? What? What are? <laughs> Are these trucks on fire? I'm, I well, yeah, no idea. I trying to get round away from them, so I wasn't stationary for even longer. So that you could catch on fire? Yeah, that's that would be horrible. Well, <laughs> you no, definitely well, want to stay away from that. Yeah, so yeah, that's the fun of my job, anyway. So holy crap, dude! But yeah, let's talk about something a lot more fun. Uh, yes. So that's... as of recording, last weekend we went. Down to uh, Firefight, yeah, in Eastleigh. Uh, so I remembered the name of this time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Firefight, uh, Centurion event run by uh, Trishan Gaming. Yep, that's uh, Neil and Reese. Uh, shout out to Neil and Reese who were who were there and hanging out with us. Um, I think uh, Reese was the the guy who was filling in for everybody playing, and Neil was actually running the show, so that was pretty yeah. cool. Um, he gave me a bunch of horrible opponents because uh, he's a he's a Bengals fan and I'm a Chiefs fan, and we were talking a little bit of shit before the game uh, that the Bengals unfortunately won, and he uh, stuck me with some terrible, terrible, terrible opponents. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it wasn't that bad. No, I got my butt kicked a lot. Should we uh, talk about what we took with us first? Well, let's let's talk about the actual. Let's talk about firefight itself. Okay. Um, do you remember the the actual narrative for the for the event? Uh, no. You didn't read the narrative? No, I, I read the uh, army, how to plan your army, and the <laughs> missions so for the, the event. Rule. You read your rules. I read the rules part. Yeah. So we've got the event pack here in our in our greedy little hands. Uh, it's a really nice event pack. It's printed on high-quality paper. It's got um, art that looks like it would come straight out of one of the black books. Yeah, it's on the, the templates for the black books that are, that are floating around, so the... The cream pages with the red borders, mm -hmm. uh, the red call-out boxes, full-page art in it. Yeah, full, beautiful art inside. Uh, there's a there's a nice memorial for Alan Bly right in the front of the of the event pack, which is really nice. Yeah, we've got uh, and because it's a Centurion event, we've got the Centurion uh, the Mournival Centurion uh, rules, 
So for how to build your army, and then some sponsors, and then it dives into the missions. Yeah. Uh, the missions themselves, uh, the first mission was what was called Tactical Raid. So the first mission was... Uh, so this was an objective game. Objective-based game. It was a... Uh, what was it? The, what's that deployment Va- called? Vanguard? It's Vanguard Strike? deployment. Yeah, the, the triangles, the diagonal triangles. Uh, the diagonal one, not the... Dawn of War, no, the Hammer of Anvil, Hammer and Anvil triangles. Yeah, it's the diagonal triangles, yeah, where they're they're split up on the uh, on the side, twelve inches from the center, yeah, uh, which runs across the side of the. So yeah, this is a really. It can be a bit of a pain to set up. It can be a bit a bit of a pain to set up, and really at nine a.m. or when do we start? Ten a.m. Uh, so yeah, we arrived at nine thirty. Yeah, we arrived at nine thirty. Got so, everything set up. So at ten o'clock, the first game, we got to set up a vanguard table, which is a pain in the ass. So it was an a objective mission, yes. uh, and it was it was lopsided as well. So the yes. traitors only had one objective counter to put down, and the loyalists who were defenders all event had three. And that's because the the traitors have won so many events, so many of their events in a row, uh, that the loyalists were all on the back foot. So the, yeah. the loyalists had to pay, had to play defense this entire uh, entire event, which was not fun. But uh, you know that's okay. That's you know that's the way the the mission is running out. Yeah, it was. Uh, we got to set down. Uh, I played loyalist. Uh, I played traitors. And I got to set. We got to set down three um, three objectives. The traitors got to set out one, and then we all had to kind of go at it. Now, now let's talk about what you brought specifically to this game. Uh, so on on the last episode, I actually said I wasn't going to this event, and that I was probably not going to be able to go even though I was on the reserve list. Um, but then three days before the event, <laughs> we'd uh, we'd had the news that other events we were going to had been moved and and stuff, and then it turned out I could go. Uh, so mm-hmm. um, I got, got a message saying that uh, a spot had come available and I was next on the reserve list, so I, I grabbed it, grabbed the, the ticket and... Uh, yeah, I decided uh, a traitor ticket, and I took my demons with me, my dirty, demons of the Ruin Storm. Dirty, dirty demons. Uh, so, like, what kind of what kind of list did you have? What kind of breakdown was it? Uh, so the with the Centurion, Mournable Centurion, you're restricted on certain unit types, and there is a lot of restrictions on the demons. Mm-hmm. Um, so it needs to be more probably, but that's okay. But yeah, <laughs> so I took a, a Ruin Storm Demon Lord with. Uh, some brute bodyguards. Uh, he was a psycar. He had the uh, shroud of darkness ability, which means that when you charge him, uh, you don't gain uh, your charge bonuses for the the game. So defensive he's grenades, basically. similar to defensive grenades. And then his bodyguards had the miasma of rot, which is the Nurgle form of rad grenades, so it weakens your opponent's toughness or their armor. But those last every round, don't they? Yeah, so that's broken. Uh, and then their, uh, I made their claws rending as well, so they had rending close combat attacks. Ooh, jeepers creepers. Okay, cool. And then, so that was, uh, that unit of brutes was a restricted unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had a second unit of brutes as another restricted unit, the same. Same loadout. And then I took two Runestorm Chosen, which are the the Herald sort of level demons. So they're, they're HQ choices, but they're infantry sized, so they're not monstrous creatures. 
Uh, so they're the two models I painted up for this event. So I got them. I found them from where they were in storage. Uh, repaired them because they're metal models that are converted years and years ago. Uh, and then I painted them up in those three days. Right on. Um, and then got them. Uh, so one is a uh, it's an old metal blood letter that I've given uh, wings uh, and a one-handed uh, axe. And then the second one is another metal blood letter. Uh, but he's wielding two plastic beastmen axes in a more dynamic pose than the the metal two-handed great weapons that that he would have been in originally. Right on, right on. Uh, yeah, so uh, what, the one with wings, uh, I gave the wings upgrade, so he could, acts as jump infantry, uh, and I made him a sidecar as well. And then the second one, I made a sidecar with. What did I give him? I don't remember. He didn't really do a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the one on foot went with the second unit of brutes, mm-hmm. and the one with wings went with another restricted choice, which was a unit of beasts. Uh, so I took two units of beasts, uh, who are what I use for my vehicle hunting role. So they, they're good at hunting vehicles. They're not very good at fighting infantry. And then I took three units of lesser demons as well. So I had quite a lot of models. A lot of wounds, a lot of high toughness. Yeah. So I had, yeah, 30 plague bearer, no, 20 plague bearer like models, 10 bloodletter models, and then 14 beasts, and then uh, a whole bunch of brutes and characters. So it's around the 50 model mark for a 2,000 point centurion list. Yeah, and uh, so you you brought a couple of like big behemoths too, didn't you? Like- oh no, I took. Uh, I was being lazy and didn't want to arrange my case, so <laughs> I took everything. I just took everything with me okay. and then <laughs> used the models I needed. Right on. But yeah, so yeah, that was my list, and yeah, the so in the first game I played against uh, Chris. Who is sliced thumbs on Instagram? Yeah, what up, Chris? Yeah, so uh, friend of the podcast, Chris. Yeah, and um, we we sort of had a chat that was um, like, oh, it'd be cool to play against you, you know, blood angels versus demons. Uh, but in the event pack, it actually said no grudge matches this time. So because uh, you know, I read the pack, yeah. obviously, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and but I was a bit cheeky, shot a message to the event organizers and was like, Oh, I know there's no grudges, but it would be cool if I could play Chris. <laughs> um and then it turns out round one I was playing Chris. Oh well, isn't it funny how things work out? <laughs> yeah, so that was a load of fun. But yeah, so we had a nice long chat about deployment, about how you can use objective markers to control demons and push them back so you can have that little bit longer and then we we set up chris made a slight mistake by deploying some objective markers a little bit further back than he probably should have which meant i was pretty close when i come out my portals yeah chris just couldn't keep back enough from the demons until they were weak enough 
Yeah, that's that's one thing that you and I actually discussed on the way on the way down, because I said in case I ended up playing demons, I wanted to know like a kind of some strategy that I could use against them. And one of the things you suggested was to place the objectives a little bit further close uh, to the demons so that they would have less room to actually deploy in. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, with demons, when they deploy their portals, which is their entry point to the game, you they the portals have to be away from enemy models and away from objective markers and away from the board edge so <laughs> and away from each other so it can get quite tricky uh, and you can really control where your opponent is deploying mm. in an objective game whereas if there's not objectives they can deploy 12 inches away from you come out the portal 6 inches and be right in front of you which is scary. Do not like that. Um, so yeah, that's that's one thing that he he set his objectives a little bit further back so he could try and capture them, which allowed you a little bit more room to deploy and got right in his face. Uh, well, he deployed them fair like forward of his deployment zone, but mm-hmm. but not as far forward as he could have to push me back enough. So I ended up with one portal a bit closer to him. Where a bunch of demons poured out of, and they made it into combat around turn three ish. So uh, where demons are at their normal strength, but yeah, and then our game ended eight zero to the demons oh, on victory points. You did a dirty on the young man. Yeah, that's terrible. Like, but we had a good chat about it, and uh, like we were discussing options and decisions about what what he could do in about them and what what he should have done and and things and this was all post game right uh, no during the game a lot of it <laughs> and then a post game we had a big long chat about it as well mm-hmm. but yeah like it was it was a fun game but yeah chris unfortunately made a few mistakes early on but yeah so how about your first game uh so what i brought first. oh yeah what did you bring <laughs> so um loyalist scum loyalist scum I brought mostly Loyalist Scum. Uh, so I brought a 2K Death Guard Centurion list. Uh, I took a special character, Section Leader Crossos Marturg. Uh, he's the Death Guard um, Destroyer Captain who uh, becomes a Black Shield after Istvan. Awesome. And that's the model you were talking about that's last the one, yeah. episode. Very excited to use that model almost any time I possibly can because uh, it's gorgeous. You know, Anvil Zaconor knocked it out of the park with that one. Uh, shout out Jack. And yeah, so I... I Brought him out. I was going to try and repaint some... I have a Death Guard Flamer unit that I was going to try and use as some of those new uh, Poisoner squads. Uh, wasn't able to get that working, so I just brought some Destroyers to go with him. But uh, So basically, the entire list was Chrysalis Morturg as my only HQ unit. He's a level 1 Psyker. He doesn't have the best gear. He's he's a 3-up uh, uh, armor save, no invuln save. He does. He has a level one psyker. He does have endurance, which gives him uh, an invuln and uh, feel no pain. Um, and, but he's only got a, a power sword. He doesn't have any sort of AP two. Like, uh, so it gives you uh, uh, eternal warrior and yeah. feel no pain. Yeah, not an invuln, which is nice. Yeah, I used. It's not endurance. No, no, it's a four up feel no pain, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So I, I had endurance on some of my demons. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Dirty. That's gross. 
Um, <laughs> I do not like that. Uh, so I had two 10 man tax squads with him, uh, with rad grenades, a seven man veteran squad with, uh, machine killer vets, uh, seven, two, seven man, uh, heavy support squads, one with heavy bolters, one with missile launchers, a seven man veteran squad with, uh, weapon master vets. So they had a bunch of power weapons and things like that in there. Uh, seven destroyers, uh, with various nonsense. Uh, I had a, uh, two quad launcher rapier carriers with, uh, shatter shells and then a Leviathan. Uh, so I only actually ended up taking two of the forbidden, unit, not forbidden, restricted units. Um, you, I was allowed up to four. I think some people took four. Did you take four? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You dirty bastard. Of course you did. Well, two of them were troop choices. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I only ended up taking two of them. Um, a Levi's are pretty, pretty gnarly in Centurion. So I figured I, that would be the only one that I would take is a Leviathan. And then figured I might as well take something to handle if I ran up against a Leviathan or a, a whole bustle of dreadnoughts, something like that. Um, so not a very, not a super powerful list. Good enough, I think, or I thought. <laughs> All right. So my, my first game was against a dude named Ozzy. Um, Ozzy, uh, is, so it's, uh, Ozzy does not have Instagram. That sucks. And he played, uh, Mechanicum. He had some Thanatars, Thralls, uh, Thalax, Myrmidons, Ursarax. When we set up across from each other, the traders got to just go first unless the loyalists could seize. So they got to pick their deployment zone and just go first, which was really tough because he put me in a place that didn't have not uh, didn't have a lot of cover. Um, so that kind of sucked. Uh, then he had uh, Volkite Myrmidons. He had five Myrmidons. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not that's the correct word. That, I, I, I didn't see his list. So. Yeah, I, I'm not asking. I'm just. Um, I, I. It sounded like there was a question mark at the end of that. There wasn't. Um, yeah, Volkite is. Whew, Volkite Myrmidons are gross. Uh, so yeah, basically he was... What's what's a Myrmidon's ballistic skill? Five. Yeah, so he's hitting on twos. Wounding on twos. Wounding on twos. Rerolling ones. Rerolling ones for hatred or something like that. Preferred enemy. Preferred enemy, that's the one. Yucky. So basically he was just deleting a um, deleting a squad per turn. Um, so five, five, Volk- or fo- five Myrmidons was what, 40 shots or some nonsense? 30. 30 shots, 30 shots, hitting on twos, re-rolling, wounding on twos, re-rolling. Basically, you're getting like 29 and, wounds. And then anyone who dies becomes more wounds. Becomes more wounds, so it's definitely great, yeah. Oh, God, I hate it. So I, I did my best to get rid of those as quick as possible, but uh, the very first thing he did was destroy, absolutely destroy my missile launcher squad, and they ran off the board. Yeah. This this started a trend that continued long into the into the event, which got really upsetting. Of my, one of my heavy support units running turn one, so that was no good. Yeah, he was. I think I killed his Myrmidons on turn three. I should not have been working on those Myrmidons because I should have been taking away his scoring to try and play the game, but they were just far too deadly to even you know pretend not to uh, come after. So, um, yeah, he, he just ended up crippling my scoring, um, and attrition sealed it for him and he won, uh, five to four. It's a close still. It was, it was a lot closer than it sounded, but he did a bad touch on my army. Real, real, not real nasty. Yeah. Well, so with Mechanicum, like they have a lot of very killy things, Yeah, but also they can take quite resilient troop 
scoring. Yeah, he had um, he had a big blob of thralls. So I just didn't even bother. They sat on one objective and just camped there for a while. Um, yeah, I wasn't even going to worry about them. Uh, I, I'm playing you a lot. I have a lot of experience against Mechanicum, so I kind of knew what everything was and where to go. I, I tried to um, destroy his Thalax and his Ursarax. I got through most of that. Um, he did have one, I believe one unit of one Thalax left at the end of the game that uh, snuck up in Captain Objective. I just didn't see it. Couldn't kill it. Um, yeah, he was just he was just crippling my firebase way too easily. Yeah, so the, the Myrmidons would have been your unknown because i don't use them very often yeah so um got, when, they, when it was just a bunch of dudes showing up with giant volkite cannons i was like okay well those need to die yeah so i've got oh yeah i've got a couple i just haven't they're not painted yet good leave them where they are don't ever touch them My, mine have been converted to have uh photon thrusters so they're even worse oh, they're eight really? oh lord Leave those in the box. But yeah, so Ozzy um, sealed it with attrition. Very cool guy. Um, I'm. He had a beautiful army. He had a, like a uh, his Mechanicum army was like that sort of like candy blue, like a, an Alpha Legion army. Nice. It was uh, candy blue and copper. It was really pretty. And um, you know, I kept telling him like, get on, you know, Instagram, Instagram. And he's like, oh, I've got an Instagram. It's for my family. It's for, you know, I, it, I put pictures from like weddings and shit on there. And I'm like, man, put your army on there. <laughs> People will love it. So have a second account. Yeah, there you go. That'll do. Have a hobby account. Have a hobby account. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'll post some pictures. Um, once this is edited, we'll post up some pictures from the from the event. Um, yeah, how about your second game? Uh, yeah, so my uh, round two, which was uh, War for Territory, was the War mission. War for Territory! It's a Sepultura song, I love that. Which was uh, Table Quarters Deployment, uh, and then the Loyalists were trying to seize ground, so they scored victory points for units in... The, no Man's Land? The, uh, in No Man's Land, and then they scored more points for units in their opponent's deployment zone. Yeah, which is not fun for a Death Guard <laughs> for a Death Guard army, but I had a trick about that one, so it's okay. Uh, and then the traitors are just trying to kill the Loyalists, so yeah. earning kill points. So it's one, one point for every Loyalist unit in No Man's Land, two points for every Loyalist unit wholly within uh, enemy deployment, and then one point given up for every... Uh, for every unit kill that the uh, traders could get. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so then uh, secondary objectives, last man standing, and the demonstration of power, which is one point for enemies killed in challenges. Yeah, uh, this was well, this was a really fun game. This was probably my favorite game of the day. Yeah, so I played against uh, Lawrence, who is uh, Squarehead Studios on Instagram. What up, Lawrence Squarehead Studios? What up, a fellow Colorado Avalanche hockey fan? Yeah. Hell yeah. Who uh, was also playing Blood Angels. Uh, so I played uh, two Blood Angels Day of Revelation lists in a row. Ooh. Um, but uh, they were very different, though. So Lawrence had a, a whole bunch of... Uh, had some tactical squads on the board to start with, uh, had a box nought dreadnought, um, and then had and then had a, a two big assault squads dropping down. Um, so 
which is also a challenge with demon lists because normally you would drop down right on top of your opponent to get in close, but you don't want to. You be don't want to do that with demons, yeah. Yeah, Lawrence did really well at like uh, again. We had the big chat about um, deployment and which which forces um, portals back, and as well the terrain worked in his favour, where there was a big central block of terrain. Uh, and you can't put the portals in terrain, so I had to deploy the other side of it. Uh, so that was pushed back as well. So, um, yeah, the terrain worked really well in this game for Lawrence, and he held right back until turn four Smart. in the game. So I think I think I killed a tactical squad and a land speeder up until turn three, and that was it. Oh, and the Dreadnought, I think I killed turn three. Um, and then he then made his counter-attack turn four, which unfortunately he had awful luck. Oh. He failed a two-inch charge. <laughs> How do you... Th- what? With, with a re-roll. What did he go, was he going through terrain or something? Yeah, so he was charged... So my units had come out of the portal, had started walking through the terrain, mm-hmm. and then his... Assault squads jumped, uh, had walked into position, like right at the edge of the terrain. He rolled, he got rid, rolled his dice, double one. Uh, but yeah, they jump assault marines who'd walked, so they get their re-roll. He rolls it again. He rolls a one and a two. Ouch! Minus two inches for the terrain doesn't make it. <laughs> oh, um, that, that is, and for blood angels too, who are like. Super, a super fast army. That's gnarly. Yeah. So he, um, yeah. So then that unit then got countercharged and uh, stood there fighting demons for the rest of the game, while then my demon lord got to then charge into other squads, uh, and uh, yeah. So it the game ended. Uh, Seven five to the demons, so he he did really well. Like yeah, uh, he made all the right choices, holding back, drawing right back. Dice just failed, and him then off. he picked yeah because it was a five turn game with uh, the uh, option of uh, the roll random roll to see if we got a sixth turn. We did get the sixth turn, which he didn't want. Nope, betrayed by one of his own dice. Oh, of course he was. Um. And then, but yeah, he just had bad luck. Yeah, sounds like oh. it. Sounds like it. Poor guy. So what about your game two? Uh, so you got to kind of call your shot against uh, Chris. Uh, I've been looking forward to playing Liam. Uh, this is uh, Liam Lost Legion uh, from the Hobby Streakers podcast. He and I have been on the same side of every event we've ever ended up going to. It's funny because I'll... I'll go traitor and then he'll end up being a traitor. I'll go loyalist. And he ends up playing a loyalist that, you know, that time. we were never able to uh, get at each other. So the second we announced this one, uh, I saw that he had signed up for traitors. I signed up for loyalist. And the first thing I said was, Liam, it's time. It's finally time. We're going to get to play. And he goes, oh, sorry, dude, no grudges this time. Like, oh, shit. Well, second game, Liam versus versus Curtis. Yeah, my my Death Guard versus his one thousand sons. Yeah, so this uh, his army was his secret project that he has been building 
for quite a while, actually, uh, to reveal for this event. Was it he? was so much fun to see. He is he got really festive with it. He brought a big wizard hat that he was wearing the entire time, which was really fun. He he got glitter all over his models because the hat had glitter all over it, so that yeah. was really cool. He even made little wizard hats for his yes. objective markers. Yeah, he th- uh, no, those, that was to uh, denote the sergeants in his unit. Oh, he 3D he printed little wizard them. hats for him. Oh, no, he had uh, like 40 mil ones for objective markers as oh, well. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, he must not use them. He didn't use them in our game. So, um, uh, And then... But yeah, I thought it was quite funny with him, his big secret project that uh, on his podcast, um, like people have been trying to guess because he'd been posting like pictures of his palette, but not of the models yeah. and things like that. So I just messaged him one day and was like, oh, by the way, how are these coming along? Uh, how are your Thousand Sons coming? And he was like, oh, good guess. I was like, dude, it's written on the event page what you'll bring in. <laughs> So that's how I uh, guessed his uh, his secret project. Gotcha, bitch. Gotcha. So yeah, Liam, Liam Lost Legion on Instagram. Shout out Liam and the the Hobby Shriekers podcast. Uh, yeah, no, he brought he brought a lot of fun stuff. Um, so he had Armin and the entire the entire squad had just tons of uh, divination spells. The the way that I was trying to win this one. So Chrysalis Mortarg has a Master of Ambush rule, where I was able to put three non-vehicle units inside of a um, outflank. And so I was just trying to outflank um, to either his deployment zone or no man's land and just hold on. And that was um, not able to work. So <laughs> he brought, uh, he brought, yeah, he had, um, what are those called? Rotor- rotary cannons. Yep. He brought a big squad of rotary cannons, plopped them on the board right in the middle first turn and just started just, clobbering pings because he was uh he would spell them up so that they got uh shred or shredding and rending on their spells and so the the shred is just their war gear option yeah the thousand suns and then oh so you put rending on you put rending on them uh which was yeah my my little level one psyker trying to fight arm in in a mind battle was not not great for me yeah he was um Deep striking and outflanking. A lot of his stuff did come in piecemeal. Armin, the first time that he dropped, he actually bounced and went back up into reserve, which was great. The second time that he dropped, or I'm sorry, the second unit that he dropped was a Terminator, uh, Terminator librarian and a bunch of Sekhmet Terminators. He dropped right in front of my entire firebase and I lit him up. It was great. He was, the rotary cannons were able to take out the heavy bolters uh, for my heavy support squad. So they ran off the board turn one. Second, <sighs> game, second, heavy second game in a row. Um, but then, the, yeah, the missile launchers stayed there and were able to do some work. The the Leviathan did work on the Sekhmet. Like everybody was able to just all for one go at it and just light them up. And so they, they didn't even get a, a turn two. Um, and I didn't really feel bad about it because I know that Araman and, and some more segment were coming right behind him. Right. Uh, the, the way that he was keeping track of the thousand suns is the way that I would prefer every thousand suns player does it forever. He brought a big whiteboard with him. He had all of their spells like written on the white. Now he's got doctor handwriting. So you have to kind of look and see what he wrote. But once you got used to it, you could actually see. And he had a little, uh, a little turn counter up in the corner of the thing. He said, "We have gone this many turns since you know our last perils check," and he was ticking them off every time. 
Oh, so a uh, funny story for that. Yeah. Liam actually perils on his first turn of his first game. <laughs> uh, luckily, he only had a couple of squads on the board, so, yeah. so he didn't pin his whole army <laughs> straight away. Yeah, I think he only perils uh, once in our whole our whole game, which was not fun. Once Armin showed up, I, I was expecting him to try and deploy Armin in the Sekhmet forward. Um, and he did the he did a very smart thing, and he went after the people that I had been infiltrating in from outflank. And he was able he took out a he took out a squad of weapon master vets. He took out my destroyers. There was another. Oh, uh, he was he took out a, a tax squad, I think, as well um, that were trying to kind of get into that no man's land. And um, he had a Moritat. Uh, Volkite Moritat, I believe, showed up and um, lit up the destroyer squad to like kill everybody. But then my uh, Chrysalis Mortar ran up and killed the uh, Moritat, which was great because that was one point that I scored in a challenge. And that was the only reason that I won. It was a seven to six win. Um, he had killed six things. I had scored one unit in his deployment zone, uh, two unit no, four units in uh, no man's land. And then that one challenge kill of um, Morturg versus the Moritat put it over the edge. Uh, so yeah, that was um, good. Good for him. Good for the black shield. And that was uh, that one model. That's not very survivable showing up and doing, doing work. And yeah, that was a lot of fun. Great game. Um, Liam's a fantastic dude to play against. And I suggest you do it anytime you can. Yeah. I'm still to play Liam. I've never played. Oh no! Yeah, you gotta do that. He's a killer dude. On to game three. What what did you do in Annihilation? Annihilation. Uh, So I played against uh, Richard. Does not have Instagram. Richard does not have Instagram. uh, Who was bringing Solar Auxilia and Sisters of Silence, who are both two forces I've never played against. Oh wow. Uh, Sisters of Silence are also the bane of demons yeah. as well, but um, unfortunately he didn't have any of the crazy shooting uh, weapons that really mess up demons. That's um, good. But he had them as uh, the close combat uh, big sword ladies or the dual bolt pistols which are my favorite loadout yeah it's what i was doing when i was doing sisters before i sold them to andy shout out uh, andy what's up now this was th- this was a straight up kill points game yes it was, uh three points for an hq uh two points for elites and heavy supports one point for troops and fast attacks and it was just go out and then be merry and murder and then there was uh was it the extra point if you could sweep in advance someone or is that Am I making that up? That might have been a different game. Oh, no, it wasn't. Execution. One victory point uh, for each enemy unit destroyed in a sweeping advance. Which is just automatically just bones the Death Guard because we get the minus one to sweeping advance. Oh, so do um, uh, so do Nurgle Demons. Oh. Which I was using. You're, you're running, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we... Our game was very slow. Richard took a long time deploying because he had... A lot of models mm. in Centurion Solar Auxilia. I think he had one, two, three, about eight units of solar. Yeah, and 
three units of Sisters of Silence and his characters. So 11 infantry units that he was deploying and ranking up, all base to base, so they get all their bonuses and things. That, But yes, he took quite a while to deploy, mm. uh, whereas I then chucked my portals down 12 inches away from him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he was he was agonising over decisions like, does he infiltrate his sisters? Does he put them in reserve? Or does he just deploy them? So he went with a mix of... He deployed two units and then put one unit into outflank with uh, Janisha Kroll, the special character. She was with the sword ladies. Veteran squad. I can't remember their name. Sisters of Silence. Sword ladies. Yeah, yeah that's got to be the unit name, right? I think it's her special unit that she then upgrades further than the elite upgraded ones. Um, but the... no one, no one uses sisters. No one knows. But yeah, so my first turn, almost everything poured out of the portals, and stood there. I did some defensive psychic powers. Uh, he then shot at me, killed some models. I then run forward and started charging, <laughs> um, and then our combats were really complicated because we had a lot of different initiative steps Mm. um or he had a lot of different initiative steps because of how the solar auxiliary rules work and then he had different weapons on his characters which gave it so our our combats took a while yeah so we only got to turn three and we were the last game playing of the day oh wow and turn three I speed played by saying it, my turn and was like these will charge these charge them they're not going to kill them <laughs> these charges these they're not going to kill them all and then he then uh, I tried to get the speed play approach from him for his turn three because the EOs were calling for final results yeah but he wanted to roll his dice yeah. Uh, he was like, oh, these guys are going to shoot at that unit. I'm like, they're not going to kill them. But he wanted to roll the dice, so... Yep, do what you're doing, I guess. Him, uh, he didn't kill that unit with the three units he shot at them. And then we did the big combat with Janisha Kroll versus my Demon Lords. Yeah. So he rolled his attacks, got his three wounds through, I rolled my invulnerable saves, and saved one. My Demon Lord was still alive. Oh, I called it there. Yeah. We quickly totted up victory points, and uh, it ended up as five two after those three rounds. So we uh, gave our results in, and that was it. Yeah, so um, five five to two on uh, kill points, which was just troop choices I had killed. Yeah, what did he get of yours? Uh, so he killed one of my troop choices, and then he had more units alive. But oh, he okay. started with twice as many units as I had. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, he got he scored last man standing and won, killed one troop choice. Cool. And this guy, he didn't have Instagram? No. Well, that's no good. Get in, People, get Instagram. Don't even mess around. There's there's such a cool 30K community on Instagram. There's a, such a cool model painting uh, community on Instagram. Just go ahead and get on there. Post your, post your, your whips. Post your... You know, finish models, post what you're working on, post lists, you know, like everything. People will love to see it. Yeah, like I said, the the Hobby Streak communities on Instagram and mm-hmm. Twitter. Yeah, there's a huge, huge following for that. Loads of people working on it. 
the the heresy community, the Infinity, the Fantasy, the Marvel Crisis community. Yeah, it's massive on Instagram. Yeah, it's great. So yeah, my my turn three. I played a fellow named Peter who does not have Instagram. Peter is uh, Ozzy's dad. Ozzy from my first game. So it's a, awesome. a father and son team that I got to play. My second game in a row, you got to play two games in a row of Blood Angels. I got to play two games in a row versus Thousand Sons. Oh Again, my level one psyker, you know, pissing into the wind, trying to fight against the Thousand Sons. He had uh, Magister Aemon. He had some Osiren. Osiren? That's what they're called. Uh, the Osiren Dreadnought. Yeah. He had the... The Thousand Suns Castellax, the specific Castellax that they have. Ooh. Yeah. And um, he had a great, this assault squad, that he, had a, he had a big assault squad that had shields, and they were the kind that gives you the plus one uh, invuln or whatever, um, whatever that school of magic that they're from. I don't remember. Telepathy, I think. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. Telekinesis. Whatever, whatever Hufflepuff the, or whatever they're from. The kind shields ability, but I can't yeah, remember what, what school it is. Uh, it's uh, Gryffindor or whatever. So, um, yeah, they they were gorgeous. He had the Vansar shields, uh, so they were like a teal shield. He had candy red armor, and then his bases were like a, a like a neon purple. It was just a beautiful color palette all the way around. Um, I had to take a bunch of pictures of that that unit specifically. It's really cool. Uh, yeah, this one did not go well for me again. <laughs> so uh, the very first thing that happened, he had infiltrated the a unit of Sekhmet, I think, and rude. Le- yeah, rude. And then levit with uh, with Amon levitated them to where my missile launchers were, shot them with a with a spell. And they ran away turn one. So that was, yeah, my missile launchers, which I was like, oh, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about the the Castellax. I'm not worried about the um, Dreadnought. They've, you know, I've got missile launchers and shatter shells. I'll be fine. Missile launchers gone right away. So that was garbage. Uh, and then those Sekhmet just sat there in in my, um, in my, my rear and just clobbered all down the line. The... Thousand Suns Castellax that they had, they outflanked, question mark, possibly something. I don't remember, but they were up in my, up in my grill pretty fast as well. The, yeah, he was super fast moving, just a super fast moving army. And I really just didn't have a counter to it. He clobbered me and he clobbered me hard. Uh, 15 to nothing. It ended. Ouch. Yeah. 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 I did not have much left at the end of this game. I was not able to, I, I could whittle down a unit and it just wouldn't run. Uh, and by the time it came around for the next turn for me to try and kill that unit, he had already destroyed something of mine to, to get the point. I just could not do it. It was not a fun, it was not a fun time uh, for the Death Guard, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't a bad game. Peter's a really cool dude with a beautiful army and we had a lot of fun rolling dice. So that was a whole thing. Ozzy, Ozzy comes over uh, during the game and he's like, this guy's, a, this guy's a, such a rude person playing against. He's so mean to play against. I was like, shut up. I played you too. And you suck as well. <laughs> No, they were both really cool dudes. Um, yeah, both had beautiful armies. Uh, so that's a very talented family right there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sound like really cool dudes, and I would like to see them again. But yeah, uh, all in all, I only won one game. Uh, and it was by this, the hair of my chinny chin chin. So. Yeah, so uh, as I said, I was the last game playing. Uh, so dice down, started pack my models away as the totals were called out. 
yeah. uh, and it came actually came down to our our game scores, and that's why the EOs were quite <laughs> get it done, quite uh, persistent with the the scores because the traitors won by one victory point. One victory point. How cool is that? So my three point lead put us from behind to in front oh. uh, for that last game. Yeah. So yeah, and then with the announcement of the another traitor win, woohoo! Grown. Yep. Uh, we it's gonna play traitor next time. We uh, move on to the awards ceremonies. Ah, so the awards were absolutely fantastic. So the awards that they had, uh, first up was Warrior of Legend, which was hold on, that's uh, page five here. Uh, so it's for the that actually, was the they've pain. got it on page six. Look at these nerds. It says awards page five in your table of contents, and it's actually on page six. Who's proofreading this, Neil? Shout out to friend of the podcast, Neil, Bengals fan. Anyway, um, so the Warrior of Legend. Uh, this award is for the best painted single character of any type, and will be judged by the Attrition Gaming staff. And so this one, this is the yeah the painting competition that happened over lunch. Yep. Which I think the one, the one down thing to, I got to say about this event was not many people realized there was a painting competition happening. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, the and I only worked out where it was because I went and asked where <laughs> yeah. where's the the table where everything for judging is going. It's it's the same table every time. Yeah, but this time it was full of boxes, so they had to clear it first. Oh, that's well. Everyone was playing at the other time. Anyway, so yeah, the so, Warrior of Legend uh, for for this one went to Pete King. Pete King, um, Angel Bearer, Angel Bearer on Instagram. Uh, he's got a gorgeous. Um, Lionel Johnson Primark mini that he painted up and uh, yeah I'm really really jealous of that one because it looks fantastic uh, so that one that one the uh, single character mini uh, the second one was Machine of Legend Machine of Legend is the award for best painted single vehicle or monstrous creature of any type uh, that's the one you entered with your monstrous creature right? Uh, yeah so I put my uh, Great Unclean one in yeah. for this uh, which is the first model I painted for my demons yeah and he looks nasty he looks naked and gross yeah. which is how a Great Unclean one should look and uh, the winner of that one was not me Matt Woodley uh, heretical architect on Instagram um, he won with a gorgeous Night Lord's uh, Contemptor Dreadnought it's got some really nice glow effects. It's got some great lightning effects on it. It's a really, like, his whole army is beautiful. He really had a great machine, a machine of legend that he won there. Uh, next up was the Army of Legend. Uh, this award is peer voted. The army receiving the most votes will be announced as the winners. Same. Basically, what happened is during lunch, everyone sets up their armies, uh, and you get to go around and uh, vote on who you think has the best. So yeah. the winner of this so award. So the winner of this award. The winner of this award was uh, Andy from Cutting Board Forge on Instagram with yes. his amazing salamanders. Just beautiful from top to bottom, the salamanders. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got a, a, a amazing conversion for uh, Cassian Dracos, yep. the uh, Dreadnought special character. He's got uh, some beautiful converted uh, Saturnine, Dreadna- or Saturnine Pattern Terminators. Uh, yeah, I think they're the... They're 3D prints from, I think they're the, oh, tagged events, 
from Australia. It's not a it's not a hundred percent three D printed though. It's uh, the the chest. Oh, he's then converted them as well. Yeah, the chest and the shoulders are three D printed. He used cataphractii um, legs and arms, and then he did some like sculpting for um, for putting some like um, tubing and stuff like that around. Yeah, them. there's so much work. Gorgeous uh, minis gone into that whole army. Yeah, uh, uh, my favorite. He's got a, a beautiful. I think it's a Praetor model. That he's got that's got like a, a scaled shield and a, a thunder hammer question mark. Oh, it's just a gorgeous mini. Uh, so yeah, uh, Andy Kirk uh, is beautiful cutting board forge. Um, his his salamanders are beautiful. His custodes won every award for everything they're ever put into. Uh, I mean, just gorgeous, gorgeous custodes. The dude is he's a master, and uh, so it was really cool to see him and, and play against him and. Uh, have fun. That's the one. Yeah, there he is with his. Oh yeah, the the. Uh, it's painted on those scales. Yeah, he has painted on those scales. Yeah, he painted on individual onto scales onto the shield. Oh, and it's based off the um, Dynat model. Yeah, from Alpha Legion. Gorgeous. Yeah, it's so nice. So, Andy is a he's a top notch master. He's a Michelangelo. He's a Leonardo. Various other Ninja Turtles. And um, there was one final award. There was the Hero of Legend. Uh, you'll be asked to nominate your favorite opponent over the course of the day. These opponent, uh, these will be totaled up, and the person with the most votes will win the award. The winner of that one... Well, so there was a three-way tie. There was a three-way tie. Uh, and then the attrition gaming guys move this award to the person who has scored the least points throughout the day. Uh, so who's had their head kicked in the most... Yeah. And has been a top guy about it. Yep. And uh, that one was me. That's right. Your boy won an award. Yeah. Yeah. A nice guy award. So that's pretty cool. You know what's funny is I've gone, I was so proud of this one because I've, I've gone to this event before and gotten three votes, but I won all three of my games that day. So yeah, I, same, same with me. Yeah. yeah. So, um, this, this time I, I'm not going to say that I chose to lose. It just happened that I lost. <laughs> I definitely would never choose to lose, especially in the ways that I did. But I, I, we've had a discussion about this. Is it is it harder to be a nice guy when you're getting your ass kicked? Or is it harder to kick someone's ass and be a nice guy and still get them to vote for you? Yeah, I think it's the latter. But, you know, it's not the pity vote. It's I mean, it, it could be it could be either, um, you know, com- comments on a postcard, uh, guys, and tell us tell us what you think. Is it is it better to kick someone's butt and get them to vote for you or have your butt kicked and still be smiling. So, yeah, I think there's merits both ways. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, it just so happened that this one, um, I scored really poorly. I think getting, getting shut out that last game is what yeah. won it for me. But yeah. So that was the firefight centurion event by, uh, attrition gaming. Super event. I, I never miss one of these attrition gaming events. Unfortunately, I did only get into the, uh, I did only get into the wait list for the next one, which is in October, question mark? No, you've got tickets for the two-day one. Yes, which so, is March. But you are on the wait... We are both on the wait list for the next... Or for the new event they announced last week. Yes. Yeah, so they're you, sell, their events are selling out quick. Yep, right. they're, they're selling out. They're going to have to start looking for a new place to play because... Um, yeah. Get some, and then more terrain as well. So yeah, more terrain, more tables, bigger venue. Yeah, it's it, the. I think having a two day will be will be a lot of fun. 
Um, it's definitely a really cool atmosphere down there. There's a lot of really cool guys. Uh, there's a big Bromley and, and Southeast London contingent that always kind of make their way down there. So it's cool to see guys that are local to us, but also mix it up with some of the dudes that are local to like the Southern tip. Well, yeah. Cause we had like guys coming down from Peterborough yep. and, uh, anyway, so we had, um, yeah, Tonka and yep. uh, Jody. Well, Jody's moved down to Portsmouth now. Yeah, obviously. Jody's down there full time, so he just rolls out so of bed at like eight forty-five, yeah, so and he's there. A bunch of guys come down, stayed with Jody, or visited Jody, and then uh, stayed in a hotel, and then that was the first up. time I've seen Jody in almost two years. I know. Yeah, same. Yeah, I love. I Jody. think it's even longer since I saw him. But he and I got to talk a little trash, a little hockey trash, so that was nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jody had to uh, sit out his event, his uh, game two. Mm-hmm. Um, so he come and uh, yeah was hanging around uh, our table, like me and Lawrence, while we were playing. We yep. had a good chat about yeah everything, when, whatever there is. Yeah, super yeah, cool so, guy, Jody. It was so a great beautiful army. Everyone, yep. Um, yeah, everyone, everyone that won was really well deserving. Uh, did you vote for? Did you vote for Andy for? Uh, I did. Army? Yes. Yeah. Um, Jody leaned over to me when um, when the they were announcing that best army award, and he said that you had it. He said that he thinks that one hundred percent you had the best army there. Uh, well, me and Guy voted for Andy. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I ended up voting for. There was a dude there who had an absolutely gorgeous Black Shields army. The thing just looked mean. It was, um, I guess, like Orky inspired. Yeah, but he had two uh, Contemptor Dreadnoughts that were just ripping apart. Um, you know, some machinery that were really fierce. He had um, a bunch of really cool conversions for uh, Praetors and things like that. Uh, all their weapons, instead of being like um, Space Marine rotary cannons and stuff like that, they were all like big shooters from orcs and stuff like that. Very, very cool army. Uh, very, like, yeah, ramshackle. Yeah. Sca- uh, salvaged, scavenged. Yeah. Yeah, look, there were so many nice armies. There I've, were a lot of really cool armies. I need to start going through my my phone and posting up the uh the armies i took from the armies on parade at yeah. lunch um, and there were, and there were so many people there that had great armies that aren't on instagram there's loads let's let's let that sit in the air for a second you do all this work and no one gets to see it except okay. at events except at events so yeah there's that whole thing get on instagram people uh so what's the only reason we're recording this week it's because we were we were supposed to be at an event in Wales. Yeah, so we were we had tickets booked for the Return to Istvan event at Firestorm Games. Yep. Uh, so the Return to Istvan charity event. Charity event. It's uh, um run by the Mournival Podcast. Yep. Shout out Keith. Shout out to Keith, yeah. Friend of the podcast Keith. So but that has been uh due to the Welsh social distancing rules and regulations all events over a certain size have been cancelled or um in the for the meantime uh, so this event has now been moved to the 30th of april and the first of may two-day event yeah cost us a little bit more in accommodation because that's a is so, that a bank holiday weekend yeah Oof. so but at least there's not like a rugby match or something going on yeah that we know of that we know of at this point. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we're super bummed. Obviously, we're not there playing, but uh, it means I've got longer to get my world eaters painted. Yeah. 
that I'm massively procrastinating on. Yeah, that's the thing is with with it being pushed back, you you didn't have that that time that well, sort of Damocles hanging over you. Yeah, so it was sort of a relief, and I got to ha- actually enjoy the finishing process of my Red Hand Destroyers that I was doing, um, and then I could then just work on other things that are on my desk. Yeah. So that's why my eclectic mix of Alpha Legion and Demons and Mordheim and for this month has been uh, always possible. I wasn't just focusing on World Eaters Infantry. Yeah, and that's that's funner to not feel like you have to work on something. But that's the only time that you really like get down on something is when you have that that time limit. Like you you are you rise to the occasion really easily with that. Yeah. It's because I procrastinate a lot <laughs> and then realize I have a deadline, so I have to get it done. Yeah. What's the what's the charity that they're that this event's for? Let's take a look at that. I know it's for Keith's mother. Uh, to raise money for Diabetes UK. Yes, Keith's mother uh, lived with diabetes, I believe, and uh, that's what the the event's for. Uh, a really worthy cause, absolutely fantastic. So, very excited to get there and to help with that and to throw some dice for a good cause. So that's fun. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Like so, it's a fifteen hundred point Centurion event mm-hmm. uh, again. So another Centurion event uh, using the Mournable Centurion rules. Uh, but also for this, um, Keith has put together a list of of special characters who were at the Istvan Three. Uh, so, uh, and he's uh, so a lot of them don't have rules, but they're from the black, uh, from the novels, and that uh, he's put together this huge list, and he's tweaked certain, like existing characters and. Yeah, loads of effort has gone into he, yeah, he took this a, event ready. All those like book one black book uh, characters, and he brought them up to speed. Basically, like um, the character that I used uh, for the latest event with um, Chrysalis Murturg, he's he would not stand in any sort of way as an HQ unit in the game as it is right now, as as a head HQ unit. Um, he has a three up armor save. He's got a power sword. Like he's nothing. They, uh, Keith went through and tweaked him, uh, tweaked his points a little bit, gave him, I think, a two up uh, armor and a four up invuln, and gave him a paragon blade instead of a power sword, that sort of thing. Like he went through and he f- he fixed those units that uh, need fixing. So but yeah, he just brought them up to more standard heresy standards, yeah. isn't it? So, um, you know, there's been a lot of power creep since those first books. Really has, yeah. Uh, but that was what that was ten years ago. At least, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we're really looking forward to that. I yeah, really need to get, pull my finger out and actually paint some white world eaters. You don't even have to paint that much. No, like the white's been done. They're all white. I just need to grime them up a little. Do bit. all the the yeah details, um, all like the shading and washes and and that sort of stuff, and then decals and weathering uh, and bases and yeah but there's just because there's a lot of them sitting on the shelf there's a lot of them there would be less if you start finishing them yeah it's what 22 infantry and five dreadnoughts is that all that's left or because I mean, you've, you've just done a, a squad of 10 that's all that's, i think that's what left okay 
But the squad I've painted are not white. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but the thing is, those twenty-two infantry and the five dreadnoughts, the white is done. Yeah. You're you're, you're pausing. No, I, know. I just got some mental block. Yeah, you're you're halfway you're halfway through the race, and you just went nah, fuck it. I keep. I think it's because I keep telling myself, oh yeah, I need to clear my desk off, and then I'll do it. But I keep putting more things on my desk. <laughs> We're going to buy some crisis protocol for you and get the. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but no, I've, I've got my list. Uh, I've not gone with any of the special characters. And yeah, I've gone, I've gone fairly dreadnought heavy with it. Um, so Did someone already grab Karn? Uh, oh, no, this is, this is not an event where everyone's got um, a single, a single, it's not single use characters. People can grab multiple characters. Yeah. It just, it didn't fit with what I wanted to do really. So okay. I, yeah, we just we wrote a list together. We came up with the list. We tweaked it. That's right. Um, and then, yeah, I just need to paint it. Yeah. So uh, make Grant paint twenty twenty two. That doesn't really roll off the tongue. Um, yeah, not like hashtag make Grant paint. That the the idea is it's really fairly simple, man. Like it's almost done. The blue the blue is done on the shoulder pads, right? Yeah, yeah. The white's it's... done. All you got to do is like gold and some blood splatter. Uh, yeah, I just need to. I think I need to just pick up a, a dreadnought and do it. Yeah, and then I know I can do it and know what I have to do. Yeah, and then I can just repeat it. Yeah, easy but peasy. It, it's that first one. <laughs> um, but yeah, but your, your list is all ready and good to go. You're just yeah, I was collecting from a your already collection. Yeah, I'm. I think I might repaint. Uh, I've so I've got a squad of. I've got a tactical support squad of flamers yep. that I'm thinking about repurposing and making the poisoner squad, the new poisoner squad that they just dropped. Um, I would want to kind of might want to repaint them completely, strip them and detail them and, and turn them into like a destroyer flavored squad um, to match. Cause I, all of my, my destroyers and my um, Chrysalis Martyrs and Caesar destroyer captain, they all have uh, black armor with the cream white shoulder uh, pads of the death guard. Yep. And um, I was thinking that I might want to do that for them to kind of have them fit with a theme. Or I might just say, fuck it, not do that. I don't know. Buy a 10-man uh, tactical squad. <laughs> Mark three squads. Um, trying not to. Trying trying not to get any new sprues. Trying to to cut down the, the pile of shame. So we're using what I already have. Because I never use that seven-man tactical support squad anyway. Yeah, you do. Uh, very rarely. Whenever you're playing a not centurion, you do. Every time. I don't though, because normally, normally now, what I'll do is I'll end up filling up my troop choices as. So I've got. I always bring my two, um, my two heavy sport squads, and I started bringing a lot more of my vet squads and stuff like that now. Because well, you were experimenting with lists that weren't the reaping. Yes, I was, which is dumb, because the reaping is good. <laughs> I yeah, I wanted to think of uh, ways that I could run. I, I definitely don't want to run Creeping Death because that's a terrible ride of war, and I couldn't think of a of a good um, of a good generic ride of war that the Death Guard could use. So I wasn't really thinking about it. It's Armored assault. Uh, the the Land Raider one. The Land Raider one. Okay, you buy me six more Land Raiders. You've got like four already. I've got I mean. two. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe not. I definitely need more land raiders. That's for sure. Because, because hell yeah. But no, that I think I was I was thinking about that with um, running the party bus as well. My my um, 
What the hell is that thing called? Stormlord. Stormlord. Yeah, just pile a bunch of Terminators in there and a bunch of other dudes chilling in some Land Raiders. Um, would would be a very cool list. But no, I'm not going to do that. But no, I think I think running those running those tactical tactical support squads as a poisoner squad would probably be the thing to do. I really do rate those rules. Um, I think a lot of people use them as like, or a lot of people think like, oh, I can overload them with, you know, this uh, melee weapon or that. And it's like, no, 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 just cheap and cheerful. Run them out with uh, some flamers and, you know, surprise everybody. It's going to be a lot of fun. Because, I mean, you're not going to buy a land raider for them. You're going to have them in a rhino. They get counterattack anyway, so you don't really have to charge. You just show up, flamer someone. When they charge you, you flamer them again, and then you get counterattack. It's cool. Triple Laz Cannon uh, Proteus? Triple Laz The Proteus. Which one's the Proteus? The not assault vehicle land raider. Oh, um, yeah, I've got... Three lots of twinning Laz Cannons. Yeah. I want a I want an um, Land Raider Achilles. Yeah, those are awesome. Everyone wants one. Everyone wants one. Well, someone's got the files to three D print one. Well, yeah, especially because it's uh, no longer made. Yep. Anyway, enough on that. Enough on that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we're both really excited about the uh, Return to Istvan charity event, and we're really looking forward to it in april but there's also there's another event going on today that we didn't get tickets for because we were planning to be in wales yep um <laughs> so that's the greetings from the warp uh solar wars what if event yes so it's uh a uh 3250 point heresy event yeah, that's... with no real restrictions on what you can take uh, and the idea is what if this special character made it to the siege of Terra? yeah um, because not all of them did yeah so I think so, they, the, going to 3250 is fun because then you can have like um, Dorne and the Thunderhawk or, or um, you can have Perturabo and his in his shadow sword and that that's pretty cool that, that'd be a lot of fun yeah so it's um yeah, it's interesting uh, points level. It's not one I don't think I've ever played at that level. But I've played larger games and I've played smaller games, but I don't think I've ever played three two fifty. Yeah, I think um, I think there's a there's a big I don't want to say points creep because that's not the right way to say it, but like people are playing bigger and bigger and bigger games at events, which is I think pretty cool. Ooh. I'd love to try a thirty two fifty event. Well, because we when we the last greetings event we went to was. Uh, one day at two and a half k, and then one day at four k. Yes. But yeah, so yeah, I I I like bigger games. I, I do. Have, I have a lot of toys. Yeah. And I like to use them. You brought your demons for that four k as well, didn't you? Yes. Did you bring them for the two and a half? Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I uh, I had a fun, uh, super fun time playing um, at that event. Greetings from the Warp events are really cool. Um, who was it that ran the 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 games that day? Uh, Metters. Metters. Uh, yeah, shout out Metters. Um, uh, of Metters Miniatures. Metters Miniatures. Uh, fantastic painter. Um, uh, a beautiful man. He's one of the he's one of the Heresy boy band, isn't he? Yeah. Jared Leto looking motherfucker. All right. <clears throat> um, but yeah, there's loads of photos coming out of that event as we speak. Oh, are there? Uh, there's so many cool guys there. Oh, I'm so jealous. Um, yeah, so Jody, Tonka, uh, Gibbo, 
you know, Chris Gibson, yep. uh, the Podfather. Shout out to the Podfather. Mm-hmm. Um, they're yeah, they're all there. Yeah, the greetings are all greetings from the Warp events are they're like the mainstay of the Heresy. There's so many events. I think they're running four or five Heresy events this year. Holy shit, man! There's a lot of them. Wow. But yeah, but they also run fantasy and 40k and AOS uh, events. He's like Andy's a machine. Yeah. And they're all run out of a uh, a school gym, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the the one that we went to, they had we were in the school gym playing, and then they had like the schools like um, second gym. Was it was it a second gym? Uh, I think it was the like the assembly, the assembly hall. hall, yeah, and where they were playing uh, twenty eight mil Titanicus, which was super fun. Oh, with the Titan Owners Club, yeah, yeah, that was super cool. Um, yeah, yes. absolutely wild events. Yeah. Really loved it. Really loved it. Um, we got some rad um, gifts when we went to the last one. Uh, Metters uh, yeah, had some printed swag, up the... didn't we? Some um, cards, didn't we? The yeah, Maelstrom ma- cards. They were, yeah, Maelstrom cards like you used to have in 6th edition 40k where it was, you know, Capture Objective 5 or whatever, but they were all heresy themed, which was super cool. Um, yeah, really loved that. Really did love that. Those were Those were great. I think I bought, we got one just for showing up and then I bought, I think, another one or two packs just to have them. Yeah, so yeah, because you want two packs when you're playing a game, yeah. one for you and one for your opponent. So yeah. yeah, I think we all bought an additional pack. Yeah. So I think within our hobby, our immediate hobby group, I think there's six boxes floating around. Yeah, it's great stuff. Really good stuff. So yeah, greetings from the warp. Fucking man, sucks that we're not there. Sucks we're not in Wales, too. Sucks we're not in... COVID sucks, is what it is. But we are here recording. We are here for recording you lovely people. For all you lovely people. That's right. Yeah. So I really wish we were playing. <laughs> so your um, your next event is the Trishan Gaming uh, two day event. Yep. Uh, so you're going heading back down to Eastleigh. Yep. Uh, front of the podcast guy and I got uh, tickets. Were he may not be able to go. Um, he may have. He may have to rearrange that. If he does not go, then I will not be going. We... This one I definitely can't go to. Yeah, it's a two-dayer. Um, it's a, it's a two-day event the weekend before another two-day event Yeah, that we are also going to. <laughs> yeah, um, I think because these have all gotten moved around so much, um, I haven't actually even scheduled off for, for either of those yet. So I really need to... Uh, hop on that i don't think i have the the amount of days off that i would need to actually schedule off for this so i might have to i might have to back out of the two-dayer anyway the uh the attrition two-dayer just because yeah at this point like they they've been rescheduled so many times that now it's getting to the end of my my year for how much pto i actually have and i don't think i have enough for both uh and i would prefer to go to the to the one what is it um so company of legends yeah company of legends run by the edge of empire podcast yes so that's uh well that's three days up in durham yeah it's gonna be so much fun which is even further from manchester than us <laughs> yeah but i think um are we we're taking two cars up there or are we taking a train or what i believe there's four of us going yes you uh, me uh friend of the podcast guy friend of the podcast connor kieran kieran <laughs> yep Connor's not going? No, not that I'm aware of. Question. Question that. I swear I thought he was. 
No, Connor and Jamie are coming to uh, return to Istvan with us. Oh, I'm bad at this. Yep. <laughs> so many group chats. So many. Oh, so many. So many events. Yes. Yeah, we're we're going up by train. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Might have to rent a car or renting a car. Yeah, we could rent a car. Because there's four of us with three thousand point armies. Yeah. Oof, that one's tough. I guess we got a month I'll, to figure that out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we need to look into that because it's yes, yeah, it's, it's a long way for us to drive. Definitely. Um. So, yeah, we're gonna have to look into it, but. Yeah, so that one is the end of March. So last weekend of March. Uh, and we've got uh, 3K games uh, plus a 1250 zone mortalis. They have to be the same army, but it doesn't have to be the same list. So your 1250 yes. list does not have to be represented inside your 3K list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can do that. That's not a problem. Yeah, so yes, it's less restrictive than ones which have been 1500 point centurion lists which turn into 3k yeah frontline games or or similar uh which are a challenging lists to write sometimes but um yeah i think i'm gonna take my demons again for ease yeah ease I, of transport ease of ease of winning all the time not ease of like i know how to use them <laughs> uh, and no one else knows how to fight them yet oh no i think they get quite a lot of demons lists up there do they um it seems from previous events, so I'm sure. And it's also a whole bunch of players that we don't know because it is the other end of the country. Yes. So there's a lot of people coming from like Scotland and like around Manchester area and like further north because it is a northern event. I'm really excited about it. Um, I I always want to try and like. That's not to say that I don't love the attrition events. I love the attrition events. I never miss them. If I uh, I, I've, I've never missed one yet. So, um, you know, for me to say that, like, I, I, I want to try and go to this other one, it's, it's nothing against attrition, but like, I want to go and try and see places in the country that I've never seen before. We're, well, it's going to be camping out like in a cabin, isn't it? It's uh, on a, like a scout camp type thing. So, um, yeah, bunk beds and, uh, uh cooking over a fire. Yeah. We so. do, um, row, row, row your boat in a round. That'll be fun. I hope not. I'm taking, I'm taking uh, <laughs> straight up Star Trek Five. Uh, It'll be yeah. great, dude. Noise canceling headphones. And, uh... <laughs> no, that's going to be guy having the noise canceling headphones because we snore. No, I think guy guy's just sleeping in a tent. Um, but yeah. Oh, guy hates going to events with us. Overnight events. But yeah. So yeah, we we have a lot of events planned. Yeah, we do. Uh, which is awesome. Like how the world is. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we've got. Uh, but people are being safe, like taking tests and stuff before yep. uh, before events. There was um, yeah, there was an odd number of players uh, because of a dropout, last minute dropout at the firefight event, which is why Reese had to step in and play. So yeah, people are being safe and sensible as well as they can be. Yeah, and we appreciate that because the safer everybody is, the sooner that we can run our event. Yeah, Which definitely. Would, someday, someday. Uh, so yeah, the events uh, on the docket for us are about to come fast and furious, so that's pretty cool. So we have the 
share the hobby love section. Oh, this is our this is our big section right here. Share the hobby love. This is basically what the entire podcast is about. Share the hobby love. Yeah. So we've already been recording for ninety minutes. Yep. And now it's okay. I I'll, I have all day tomorrow to edit, so no uh, problem. So here is the 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 large section of this. So shall we start with uh, one of the ones I found hitting into uh so this month i've been scrolling through instagram uh picking up all the the models that i think have looked amazing yeah uh, so the first one is the underscore squig underscore lebowski the squig lebowski <laughs> uh so who has made uh corpus blight a carnival of chaos brute who is a, he's made a converted up a giant fat boy in a like strongman mask, like really bright pink and white sort of color scheme on the the circus clothing, but like really fetid, disgusting skin uh, tones with the boils and bandages and like it's such an awesome model. Yeah, I love the color scheme on that one. It's absolutely gorgeous the uh the purples and the the like greens and the skin tones and stuff like that are really cool together yeah and the and then on a stomping over some roses on the base as well uh, yeah really really good um really really good choice i like that one a lot yeah so i'll go with my first one oh uh, sure uh is by a dude named mark chi m-a-r-c C-H-E-E. Um, this is an older one, but it's one that I just found that you uh, lent to me, or you showed to me. It's a uh, kind of like a diorama of all four Ninja Turtles, and they're um, being awesome. I, this one this one I picked because this is kind of what I'm trying to do with my Marvel Crisis Protocol minis, uh, where everything looks like it's like animated, so everything looks kind of like cel-shaded a little bit. They're all for the turtles have all for uh, different skin tones and things like that. Um, the the color choices are a little bit a little bit flat, but then he goes through and he he puts that dark ink in there the, to like yeah the black lining yeah really yeah. makes everything pop. Um, Mikey's on a skateboard and they're like fighting a mouser. It's a really nice piece. Um, the it's actually a video that does like a three sixty view of the whole the whole diorama. It's very very cool. So um, I wanted to shout that out just because I'm gonna ape the hell out of that for my entire marvel crisis protocol team awesome yeah no i that guy's style is amazing he's done uh, a big 40k armies on parade boards all in like the black and white uh comic book style yes yeah uh, and he's also done uh infinity models in all in the black and white uh with like a splash color for like like the Sin City sort of vibe. Very cool. Um, and that's, I'm copying that for my Infinity yeah. models. They look amazing. Uh, so my next choice, uh, continuing with the comic book theme, is a Blue Boosh, so B-L-U-B-O-O-S-H, who has done a Uncanny X-Men uh, team for his Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yes. Uh, they're so cool. And yeah, they're really they're bright and vibrant. He's got like neon paints for the uh, like Cyclops' eye lasers and Jean's uh, psychic Can, waves yeah, of power. Psychic energies. And 
yeah, they are really nice. This guy's really into the Marvel um, Marvel Crisis Protocol game. He's even got old, uh, like classic comic book art as his backdrops for his yep. photographs. Yep. I, I love that team. It's very, it, it, the second you showed that to me, I was like, oh, that's the 90s X-Men cartoon. Like, yeah. it's got that same sort of vibe. It's very cool. Yeah, so he's he's not done like the black pat lining yeah. technique, but he's, they're, they're very bright and colorful. And like, they don't need it. They're, they look yeah. amazing. They look great. The, uh, the yellows and the blues pop yeah. really, really well. So well. I've picked a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. This, go, uh, go again. This event. I think I I picked 30 fo- photos from out the month. <laughs> I picked and nine. I thought we were going to be talking about all of them, so I was being very selective. Oh, no. Well, and then we've we've cut that down to about 15 between us. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've also got a Infinity model of, by Burles Ford. Uh, B-U-R-L-E-S-F-O-R-D, Burles Ford on Instagram, uh, who has done a a uh, the Dragon Lady from the Eugene collection, and he's painted her up in that really crisp, it's like cerulean blue, mm-hmm. um, like a kimono with like the the reddish pink like bow, uh, and she's carrying a pig. A little piglet who's like full on crazy eyes. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's such a beautiful model, and he's painted like freehand little details on the runner that comes down the back of her dress or her kimono. Yeah, she's absolutely gorgeous model, and this is something he's painted for a friend of his, for his friend's army or friend's gang war band. Not really sure. Gang. I think it's gang in Malifaux. No, it's um, Infinity. It's Infinity. Oh. Yeah, so it I force. I'm going to say force. Cool, because I'm not sure of the terminology, but yeah. it's such a nice model and it's really well executed. Yeah, I love the the dress, the cerulean blue dress. Fantastic. Um, also, having a, a crazy eyed pig made me laugh. I thought that was great. Super fun. Super fun mini. Yeah. So, what's your next? Uh, so my next one is by prime.time.painting primetime painting and it is a age of sigmar vampire bat looking guy uh i don't know what he's called you gave me var var vargeist no uh, no that's the ab abhorrent abhorrent art aberrant arch regent from the flesh from the flesh eater courts uh, flesh eater courts yeah yeah so this this mini is superb the skin tones are gorgeous. There's like layers of purple and things like that underlying the the flesh tones. Um, some great non-metal metallic on his arm, uh, his armor. Um, the the like stone that he's uh, standing on looks well aged and beautiful. The basing uh, has a lot of greens and things like that in it to make him pop with his purple uh, skin tones. It's just a beautiful vampire. He. Um, he looks a little bit like it looks like the mini is being painted at night. So like he's very shadowy, very heavy shadows, even though you're seeing like you're seeing the daylight, you know, that the mini is being taken, taken photos of in you're you're looking at deep shadows like you would see it at night. And that really comes through. It's a, it's a very moody piece. And I think it's gorgeous. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Like the, the, the shadows have been painted in, 
and they really make it like bring out the atmosphere of that model. Yeah. My my next one for the share the hobby love uh, is coffee underscore cups underscore and underscore green underscore stuff. <laughs> Co- coffee coffee cups, cups and green stuff. Coffee cups and green stuff. Okay. Uh, who's done a uh, a knight armager with the the classic chain sword and melter lance loadout? Oh, is that the one with the braziers on the back? Yeah, yes. they've added braziers with like eldritch green, uh, blue flames, even um, <laughs> color blindness coming in there. I'm sure. Uh, no, blue, uh, like dark blue flames, uh, and then the blue glow OSL from the the knight's eyes. Uh, it's it's really done nicely, and it's a like a brassy sort of armor uh, armor panels. Yeah, the the blue and the brass really work well together. I love the braziers on the back. And then there's there's quite minimal uh, sort of weathering with the rust and and blood splatters and stuff. Uh, uh, it's really nice, just not not overdoing it at all. No. Um, it's such a nice nice model. Yeah, gorgeous uh, model. But What's yeah, uh, so I'm just still looking at this model. Scrolling through. <laughs> um, the my next one is from Heretic Thirty K, uh, who has done some undead pirates for the Black Scorpion undead pirates. Yes, uh, I love these guys for for Frostgrave, uh, and they're 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 a little bit smaller than. 20, I think they are 28 mil scale. Actual yeah, they're, not, they're not the heroic 28 mil scale, like. 30. Yeah, and then they're also slightly smaller because they're skeletons. Yeah, as well. So, but they're they're so nice, so detailed. They make me laugh. I love their hats. Yeah, and they're yeah, it's like the odd eyeball in the skulls and uh, wearing jewelry and frock coats and they're such nice models and uh, they these guys are really well painted. Uh, for such small, and they're really grimy as well, like they have yeah. been. Um, yeah, they're really nicely weathered as well. Yeah, I love those guys. I love them. Uh, so, what's your next one? Uh, so, my next one is Dungeons of Perdition, and Dungeons of Perdition did a servant for an Inquisitor for I probably for INQ twenty eight. Uh, I don't know, but it's it's um, a kit bashed lady. She's got some, um, she's kind of wrapped up in robes. She's got like a flamer, uh, on the end of this big pole arm that she's using like a Cawdor fighter. Um, she's got a big green Mohawk. Uh, she is just rad looking. It looks like he, he did some, uh, Cawdor Necromunda models. It looks like he did some war cry models that went in with it. The, the whole thing, it's either for Necromunda or Inquisitor, but, I absolutely love the kit bash. I love the um, the OSL that he's got coming off the flamer for this uh, for this gal. Oh yeah, it's showing up on like her elbow and her ankle. And yeah, it's very subtle, thing. but it's definitely there. Uh, yeah, her her big um, her black um, chain braided uh, skirt that uh, looks like it's straight off of a gladiator. Uh, I really love uh, uh, yeah. her her mohawk that fades from green to purple. Like everything, every choice that is in this mini is the right choice. It is so gorgeous. Yeah, she's I, I, so I'm so proud of this. The, he got he or she they got some really nice uh, hazard stripes on there, some chevrons on the on the actual like blade of the of the weapon itself. It's like a 
gnarly um, chain glaive looking thing with some ragged spikes on it and stuff. It is just this woman looks like she would just give you some sort of nasty infection just touching any of her equipment and she's swinging it at you at full speed and I love it. Such a nice conversion and definitely I think it's war cry parts and necromunda yep. bits all thrown in. Yeah, my my next one is from Jomblaverse J-O-M-B-L-R-V-E-R-S-E who has done a Eshin Assassin Yes, oh, oh, it looks so cool. So nice with the, I think it's there's no you can't see any fur on on the model. It's uh, all covered in in the robes or bare um, like the bare muzzle of the face and the arms and the tail. It's really pale skin. Uh, it's so nice with the the rusty looking weapons and uh, yeah, it's such a nice model. Yeah, I think the um, the thing that makes it pop for me is the um, the skin tones that he's got in there. Yeah, the like pinks and purples that are run through that skin tone is really nice, and it uh, works really well against the like black and purple and blue and stuff that he's got in the rest of the model. And the the green of the the poisoned weapons. Yes, uh, very cool. Just that little splash of color. Yeah, it's such a nice model. Uh, again, everything's nice. Yeah, all nice. So much good hobby going on in the world. My next one is uh, Nagrakali underscore love underscore songs. Nagrakali love songs, who has done a Emperor's Children character for thirty k, uh, with that that metallic purple sort mm. of art and gold armor with a big like tiger skin pelt. Yes, over his shoulder, who's inspecting like a rose bush. Um, He's actually reaching for like one of the flowers. So crisp those highlights on the armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're beautiful. The the base is what really seals it. The uh, the cold like blue marble and the the bright red rose that he's like reaching for. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, the emperor's children are um such a like a crazy wild uh, war uh, war band. They're such a crazy wild army anyway. Uh, that you can really do a lot of stuff with them, and like having like flowers and petals and things like that on their base is really cool. I just I think that mini is uh, I think it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, definitely. Like the it was definitely the base that drew me to it. Yeah, and then it was the the tiger pelt over the shoulder that that kept me looking. It's really nice all the way around. Like the the real crisp highlighting and blending and the power weapon. The, the gold plate is it's so good yeah yeah uh, your next one uh my final one uh actually that i wanted to talk about this time is by uh caged whiz biz um this is my friend g he's it's his uh painting service and he's got a uh varg skier from curse city that's that big um werewolf uh vampire guy and uh it's a lot of fun the 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 Skin on the mini is like a almost like a fluorescent pink. It's very much like a hot pink, uh, and then the, all of the all of the fur is like white that fades into like an electric blue. Wow! It's, yeah, it's gorgeous. And then like you're you're so you're looking at the mini and you're like, oh, that's really pretty. He's got like bright green eyes, and then all of a sudden it's just slathered in like fake blood. So like. You're just like, oh yeah, he still will uh, rend you apart. This guy is, he, he, we're not messing with him. 
It's a very cool mini. I love it. G's whole uh, color palette that he's started using lately. It, it's got a lot of electric colors in it. Hot pink, electric blue, um, you know, that sort of greens and things like that that he's using. Oh, and yeah, I, really, really bright, vibrant. Yeah, he started doing uh, what are the new, the new Swamp Orcs from uh, Age of Sigmar. I don't remember the Cruel Boys or whatever. Yeah. He's doing a, a whole set of them um, in in that same sort of electric color scheme and they're uh like every color palette that he's using is really neat oh yeah that that sort of like neon bright mm-hmm. it's um similar to what uh louise sudgeon is doing on, on instagram with her personal projects like, yeah she's done a lot of like neon zench demons and yeah and uh and things like that yeah it's really it's very very cool i love i love that i it, it looks so otherworldly and then you it's just slathered claws and and muzzle with um with like you can tell the blood of somebody that he just ripped apart so it's still very intimidating really cool model so um shout out to caged Wizbiz. uh my next choice for the share the hobby love section is soage dot painting s-o-a-j dot painting uh who's done some uh slaves of darkness chosen they're sort of uh, almost, I think they're a Malau colour scheme. Yeah, they are a Malau colour scheme. So half black and white armour. And then he's gone like really uh, into that sort of almost neon purple like black to purple fade for the weapons and the the banner. And and yeah, they're, I just thought they were really interesting. A really nice like colour scheme mix. Obviously you've got the sort of black and white uh, uh, weathered armor and then these like bright purple uh like highlights for the weapons and like some of the horns and mutations and stuff they're really yeah. really interesting i love the the banner the banner that the guy's holding is like a, a bright pink fades all the way out to black it looks really cool um all the all the weapons have that sort of same sort of fade on it where it's just otherworldly pink and purple glow very very cool and all the way out to black as well so it goes from the brightest white all the way to black with a, a fade of, of pink in between very cool and then my uh the final mini i want to talk about is by uh, koto's box of minis uh, all one word k-o-t-o-s box of minis and he's done a sort of a little vignette scene of a uh like maintenance droid uh, servitor <laughs> type guy uh, with a mop. Yep. So he's mopping up the blood cute, from the Necromunda uh, gangs. Yeah, who's like uh, got his mop and he's sort of poking at like a dead Cadian slumped against the wall. <laughs> uh, like, so it's like a oh, a little um, like scene he's he's set up. I think it's his. Um, uh, like his little photo stage where he photographs his uh, 40k models, yeah. but he's actually made a little cleaning servitor, I which I thought it. is just awesome. I love that. Like so everything much. so well, the whole scene is just so well painted, converted. The weathering is great. Like the streaks on the door and the rust, it's just just awesome. Um, one thing I want to shout out before we're, we're done with the share the hobby love segment is, uh, I want to talk about spoon tastic underscore minis. 
this guy, my favorite thing that's been happening this month, this guy decided on like the 10th or something like that, that he wanted to, to clean his, his hobby palette. And <laughs> it's so overrun with like decades of paint or something like that. And he just won't give up and get a new palette. Like every day there's a reel of him, like trying to scrape paint off of one palette and like peeling paint and like throwing it in the throwing it in the green stuff and like trying to strip paint of it that way and like i i asked him like one time i was like is it just you don't want to admit defeat you don't want to just go get a new like a new palette he's like no i want to i want to clean this palette god damn it so it's been like two and a half weeks of him just trying to clean paint off of an old palette it sounds hilarious because it is like every day he's just more and more frustrated trying to get this old paint off. So yeah, Spoontastic Minis, um, fantastic painter, but uh, also hilarious as far as the videos that he's doing for hobby time. And one last thing I wanted to shout out, I, I did shout out to my friend uh, Cage Wiz Biz uh, for his for his business that he's trying to get off um, off the ground. The other person that I wanted to shout out is friend of the podcast Ryan, who. Um, uh, I talked about last time. He's also got a, he's also got a service that he's trying to get off the ground. It's uh, plague doctor underscore minis. Let me make sure on that one. Yes, it's um, plague doctor dr underscore minis. So p l a g u e d r underscore minis. Um, Ryan's doing like a very high tabletop standard painting. He can get it done fast and cheap, and it looks pretty damn good. Um, he's got a, like a really nice Mortarian that he did here. That's got really like beautiful butterfly wings. Oh, the, the 40 K demon Mortarian. Yeah. Yep. It's really yep. nice. Uh, so yeah, cage Wiz biz and plague doctor minis. Uh, those guys, if you're trying to get some models done in America, talk to them. It's good stuff. Yeah. So in this section, we've talked a lot about minis. Um, and, uh, this whole episode really, we've talked a lot about gaming events and stuff, but yeah, uh, we are a general hobby podcast. Um, so for the last bit of the share, the hobby love section, I want to shout out uh, two Twitch channels. So it's a twitch.tv slash aftermath underscore UK, who is a friend of the podcast, Kirsty, who's been doing uh, some gaming streams as well as uh, running a, uh, a long going D&D campaign, which is all streamed on there. So that is uh, aftermath underscore uk thank you for the shout outs yeah who's she also uh, shouted out us on her podcast after the first our first episode very cool uh, and then uh also friend of the podcast dan uh who is at twitch.tv slash london underscore euphoria london euphoria cool uh who is doing uh, a lot of call of cthulhu uh, rpg streams on his channel as well so yeah like thanks for the shout out guys and yeah like you know keep up the good work dan's also offered to run a call of cthulhu game for us at some point i'm in so 100 i'm in yeah definitely but yeah so i'm, I'm very call of cthulhu curious I, I bought the the like starter set for call of cthulhu that's like got a a little set um one shot adventure you can run for yourself and then the first like it's got a, I think, a three-part adventure you can run uh, for your friends. Where you, you, um, once you play for yourself, so you know the mechanics, then you can play for somebody else. Um, I've got that. I want to run it really, really badly. I, I love the idea of Call of Cthulhu. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah, I've, I've not played Call of Cthulhu because I've played, 
Arctung Cthulhu, but using the Savage Worlds rule set. I love Savage Worlds. That was um, a lot of fun. But yeah, so I'm, I don't think I've actually ever played the Call of Cthulhu rule set. Yeah. Um, but no, I, lo- I love the mythos and everything about it. Like, yeah, I've read read a whole heap of uh, Lovecraft and yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely into it. My wife um, once asked me how I can what's the word compartmentalize with how much I love Lovecraft, like the Lovecraft mythos, with the fact that like I hate racist people. Uh, <laughs> I can go into that for a while, but yeah, oh, there's definitely a whole thing about love for art but not the artist yeah um i think also another part of that is that all of his stuff is in all of his stuff's in in public domain so his like he didn't make any money off of it and no one else will it was, all. yeah because a lot of it become famous after his death yeah so so fuck him but yeah there is a lot of art versus artist so that's um, the whole thing we probably don't need to go into that too much <laughs> no definitely not fuck racist people not for now anyway that could be a different episode. That could be a different uh, episode. So, the final part of our episode is questions from our listeners. Yeah. So, we have listeners. We have uh, one or two listeners. Yeah. Well, we've got... We reached over 100 listens this month. Yeah. So for our first episode, which is amazing. Thank, Thank you, you all guys. very, very much. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, our first question uh, comes from Mutant Snake Eyes. So, friend of the podcast, Jamie um jamie and tom at mutant snake eyes jamie's brother as well but i don't know jamie's <clears throat> brother's name i do not either um there's three of them so jamie oh yes i guess mutant snake eyes is snake eyes is two the mutant snake eyes would be three so that makes sense um so jamie has says do you even really go to a, an event if you're not painting models in the hotel room the night before well <laughs> <laughs> do, do you grant uh i is definitely part of the event experience for some people at the militia event that i went to with jamie and tom we were painting in the (laughs) hotel the night before yeah um but i didn't use any of the models i painted in the hotel that night okay uh because it was for the the extension task (laughs) but yeah and then for but for this attrition event we went to last weekend i only had to paint two models yeah in three days which is quite easy <laughs> you've you've got for me i mean for your demons you've got those down to a science like you know exactly what you're doing with them yeah like i got yeah the first like the, the stages of the flesh get all done wash drying while that's done i was working on something else on the the other one and then fleeing back and forth so yeah i've got that that scheme down and it's Real similar to the scheme I use my Skaven as well, so I can crack through the the monsters on those. Yeah, not sure about the infantry, but for those, but I like the idea of actually like if I'm going to be in a big event where I'm going for like a weekend and we've got the day before, you know, I like the idea of going out and having like a, a dinner or something like that. Maybe trying to run into somebody, you know, I don't want to be sitting in the hotel room, like painting with the yellow hotel light forget that that sounds terrible i said it is part of it can be part of the experience yeah not a fun part but but you know not i don't know i wouldn't say it's required especially after how uh i didn't have to do that (laughs) (laughs) this last time and it was quite relaxing like i was still painting saturday for the sunday event i was 
like those final touches sort of yeah uh, like in the morning and then i packed it up and around lunchtime and chilled for the rest of the day which was probably a better event experience yeah yeah than being up till 2 a.m before yeah no that doesn't sound fun um no i've actually like i've I've, front of the podcast kyle yeah I've i've seen him like on the way to a 40k tournament like putting the basing on the model like as you're driving to the like to the event you know like in the car you know waiting waiting for the for the basing to dry on his mechanicum uh or whatever you know he was doing uh it, it's that doesn't that's not fun that's not fun to me i i would i would much rather if we're going to be spending a weekend someplace go and like hang out while you know people are drinking and having fun the night before you know get a get a pizza and a big booth at a at a restaurant and just chill out you know that's what i'd like to see for sure yeah for sure. uh he also asks which of the new horse heresy units from the campaign packs do you like the most from a fluff perspective or a rules perspective so from the new the new ones that have been released there was the oh gosh i know the the poisoners that just came out for the death guard that's gonna be so, my choice uh so yeah the so we've got the death guard poisoners yeah we've had the uh which also come out with the dark angel Knight Cenobium Order. I didn't even look at them. What are they? Uh, so they're they're a monster hunting version of cool. the Knight Cenobium. That's cool. Uh, that sounds like a very like yeah, they're really cool. Dark um, angel-y thing. There. Then there's the World Eaters Red Hand Destroyers. Yes, which are awesome. Uh, then there's the. Iron Warriors had a Iron Warriors Terminator unit, Dominators, right? I think is the name. Yeah, they're the the Perturabo's bodyguard before he built the, uh, the Iron, Iron Circle. Circle. Yeah, so which I I like the idea of them. I just don't. The unit's not very good. Yeah, and the the time frame from which they're used, like mainly in the story, is cut off so early on I don't think they they were very necessary Gotcha. then we've got the Huskal Terminators for the Imperial Fists which were pretty good I've not read any of the Black Library novels with the Huskals in I'm just not there yet Yeah. so and then the final one was the uh, not the Contacar the Night Lords, Terminators, uh, what are they called? I don't remember. They're Sevatars, First Company, Terminators. It's escaped me. I, okay, so as far as rules go, for me it's going to be one of the two Destroyer units, either the Red Hands or the Poisoners. I think those guys were cool. Yeah, the obviously I've, I've got a unit of Red Hands that I, as yeah. soon as I saw the the... Uh, the pack I built and started painting them. Yeah, and I've already away. got designs on making a Poisoner Squad. I think they're super cool. Obviously, they're, they're the armies we play. So, yeah. Well, you don't really play the World Leaders yet. No. they they Gotta paint those first. They were the prompts that made me write my list for the Return to Heresy. Then. Yeah. Uh, Return to East of Anavet. The other, as far as the lore-wise goes, I've always wanted to see a, a Dark Angels unit that focus, or Dark Angels army that focus more on like hunting like big beasts and stuff like that 
So, because uh, there's there's a lot of that in their like on their home world, there's dragons and stuff like that that they hunt down like knights, and I think that that's super cool. So if that's their fluff, I'm in. Yeah. So it was. Um, so because that event pack is the from the Primarchs novel anthology. Yeah. Where it's uh, Iron Warriors, Mechanicum, Death Guard, and Dark Angels all like rock up to the same planet, fighting over the same. More no, it's a Mechanicum planet, so they're fighting over the Mechanicum storage center, and it's Dark Angels turn up because it's their stuff in the the storage. Oh, and you don't and even the, know what's in there. The Iron Warriors are there; were there for supplies, and the the Death Guard are there because they want what's in the storage, but no one knows. So everyone's fighting everyone. It's yeah, it's a really like really good story. I believe it's the story where um, the lion punches the the guy, the chaplain's head off on the way. Hmm. Um, I, I haven't read that in like four years. Is that the um, are the iron fists there? Or no, I'm sorry, are the iron hands there too? Yeah, so the iron hands were fighting the Death Guard because yeah. of Istvan. Yes. The Death Guard were fighting the Mechanicum to get the thing. Yeah, you get the MacGuffin. The the demon navigation machine. Yeah. And then the the Dark Angels turned up whilst the other two were fighting. Yes, okay. Yeah, I yeah, remember this. that story. Yeah, that was a really good one. So we've got... Yeah, because like the story's like they're travelling through the warp... Demons attack the lion. The lions like use the li- the the librarians. The chaplain says no, that's bad, and the lion kills him. Yeah, and that was one of the only times that like you get to see Typhon doing Typhon things like during the actual heresy itself. Yeah, because he's Typhon leading the the Death Guard. It's, yeah, because yeah. Typhon Typhon was doing just as much stuff as Erebus was, but like you don't see any of it. Like Typhon was out doing demony things, but like you never get to hear about any of it. It's it's really sad. Typhon's a super cool character. Yeah, definitely. I think he's my favorite Death Guard. Yeah, he's probably sure. my favorite of the that original trilogy, like the original trio of bad guys, because it's him, Erebus, and Fabius. Yeah, uh, Fabius Bile. Like they're, I think, out of that trio, I think yeah, definitely Typhon is the coolest. Yeah, he's definitely the coolest. Yeah, and then we've got uh, so that's 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 what I think we're so, going to pick for that. But as if for the for my fluff favorite one, I think it is actually the Iron Warriors Dominators, just because of how they're they're punished for their failure at the Battle of Fall or Fall uh, against the uh, Imperial Fists, mm-hmm. and yeah, where Pollock's like out fights Perturabo in a space battle. And yeah. then um, the Imperial Fists board uh, the Iron Warriors flagship and make it all the way to Perturabo's throne room. Really? Uh, while still the, the entire Imperial Fist fleet is retreating. So they still get all the way to Perturabo. And he has to kill, the Perturabo has to kill the last one. And he's so pissed about it that his troops failed that stopped them failed to stop them getting there that he gets rid of his bodyguard and builds his own <laughs> um that's cool yeah so that that whole story like that story is is such a good one where 
Like the whole heresy could have changed, like from that story, if Rogel Dawn wasn't such an idiot. Yeah. Of calling all Imperial fists back to terror, because if that was the 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 if that wasn't the case, even Perturabo admits that he would have lost there, which then could have been the loss of Perturabo. Yeah. And if, and and like, if it, no Perturabo, there's no siege. Yeah. No. No Perturabo. No siege. And then, like, I mean. You so Horus only really had Perturabo and Mortarian to do anything for him. Well, even, Everybody else was a, a madman or or a, a tool, yeah. you know. But even without Perturabo, Fulgrim wouldn't have ascended to demonhoods. Yeah, and things like yeah, it's it's such a it could have been. It's an early pivotal point, isn't it? That in the whole heresy story. Yeah, but you know, blindly following orders regardless of consequences. You know, it's the whole thing. So the final final question that we have is from Carrie, a friend of the podcast, Carrie. This is the guy who like ran D&D for me the first time. Carrie, uh, old school, uh, love Carrie. He's a D&D guy, and he wants to know um, some opinions on the different editions that you've played and um, what are some homebrew rules that you take uh, to your D&D games? Wow. So I... I prefer 3.5 yeah. D&D. Yes. But from as D&D is, I've, I've dabbled in Pathfinder, which is pretty similar. It's almost exactly 3.5. Yeah. Um, but I've not, not actually played a whole sort of campaign in Pathfinder. The sort of home, rule, home brew rules is we sort of kept the, the sort of reach mechanic of 3.5 into a lot of other games we play so like the five foot reach yeah so you don't have to be in the square next to them on the battle mat or or not confirming crits so we if you crit you just crit you crit yeah so they're the sort of home rule stuff that we just play just to try and speed things up keep combats interesting sort of but but yeah like i said i've again my favorite game is Legend of the Five Rings L5R and I think my favourite edition is the fourth edition of it as well so I played second, third fourth and fifth uh, and I think fourth is my favourite for that as well so one of the um, homebrew rules we had for a bit in, in Carrie's game was that we, we would have these inspiration points so if you did something cool in combat you get an inspiration point oh yeah and they um at first, we thought, "Oh, the inspiration point. That means we can use that as a um, automatic crit." So un- until we, being uh, a group of jerks, decided that we were going to save up all those inspiration points, and we blew every last one of them on the big bad evil guy right at the end. Right. They're just like, "Oh, you're the vampire we're hunting." Every crit, and it was just like, "Oh, okay, that was two rounds of combat." <laughs> that was so those um those uh, eventually became the inspiration points um eventually became an extra d6 i think okay i thought that was pretty yeah. cool so if you do something if you do something fun if you do something flavorful you get an inspiration point and later on you can add a d6 to any role you want to right when you need it sounds like a fun time uh, there was something similar to that where uh the my old uh, D group so there was uh five six of us I think um, but we were like, we met every week we played uh, and then 
like yeah, we used to go out uh, like we'd celebrate for each of our birthdays. We'd we'd go out for a big meal, and there was Danny. He was more or less always the DM. Oh yeah, Dan. Yeah, Dan. what up, Dan? Yeah, shout out to friend of the podcast, Dan. Yeah, so uh, Dan uh, from the Paper Sword podcast, uh, unfortunately, has not carried on going because yeah. of scheduling issues and stuff for recordings COVID. and and covid and everything and danny's crazy work yeah uh, work life balance but yeah danny used to uh, on our birthdays he'd give us uh, a birthday card and in it would be a little card for a natural 20 crit uh, <laughs> that we could play like at any point in one of his campaigns that's cool until we there was a big part of the mission i think we were like traveling through like hell or something um, we come to a huge big door. Um, it had three three big locks on it that you were meant to go and do three mini sections to to find like three little mini campaigns to go find the keys for the the big door. Uh, and then me being the the rogue, the cheeky bastard. Yeah, the, yeah I was like, uh, 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 like I I try and pick the, pick the lock. And he like he looked at me and was like, roll roll it. I'm like, ah, natural twenty card. <laughs> Here we go. Hand it in. And he, he sort of looked at me and went, oh, you unlock that one lock. <laughs> I was like, great. At which point, the two other players went, here's mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> so we handed in that card to save us on three mini adventures mm. that would have each taken us multiple sessions. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, skill check though, a natural 20, you don't crit a skill check. Yeah, well, uh, we, well, we did. We, um, yeah, natural 20 was, yeah, I guess it was another homebrew rule. I just assumed it was part of a, part of the game. Critting critting a skill check is so dumb. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, there's there's a way to think of it as like, so you you uh, if you have a, a skill level of five, right, and you roll a twenty, you can only get to a, a twenty five, yeah. you know, max. But the the skill the skill check itself might still be more than twenty five. Yeah. So even if you rolled that twenty, you still can only get to a twenty-five. So um, there's there's a, a comic I saw of a um, a dork rolls up on these girls in the club, and he's like, "Hello, ladies!" And he rolls a charisma check, and it's a twenty. And um, the chicks are like, "I don't want to talk to him." And he's like, "Oh, but he rolled a 20 And they're like, "Yeah, he needed a lot more than a twenty to get to us." Basically, is what it is. Like, yeah, skill checks on a uh, um, crits on a skill check is dumb. Nah. Silliness. Silliness. Should always be a chance. Even if it's one in twenty. Ugh. Anyway, well, that means that you're going to have crit fails on a skill check too. Oh yeah. Silliness. Um, one thing, uh, my one home rule that I that I like to put in all of my games is, if you roll a um, a crit, you get to add something to the narrative. I love doing that. I think it keeps it keeps players on their feet. It's a little tough for new players because they they're not sure what they can do. But like you're in the middle of a fight and you roll a crit and you say like, oh, also there's a lantern in the corner that just knocked over and uh, the bad guy's side of the room is on fire now, you know. So if he if he backs up too much, fire damage, you know, something like that. But then again, also, if you roll crit fail, I get to add something as the DM. I get to add something to the to the narrative as well. So I think that's pretty fun. It keeps everybody on their toes. I I think anything where you can add more to the narrative um, just like in the middle of nowhere, like it just out of, out of thin air is a lot of fun. 
So yeah, that's that's the last of our pick, uh, of our questions. You have anything else you wanted to wrap up on that one? Um, no, not really. I don't think so. <laughs> no, <laughs> had to think for a second, yeah. but no, uh, I think that is everything. Well, so think... yeah, we've we've chatted a lot about thirty k events. Yeah, uh, a little bit of RPG at, uh, at the end. Yeah, uh, uh, there's also a. Uh, an event I've had my eye on, I think for April time, for a, a Marvel Crisis Protocol event. Is uh, there? Yeah, down in Broadstairs, so in Kent, so fairly local to us, like an hour away. But currently, I I own two my Marvel Crisis Protocol minis, and both of them are still in the box. Yeah, not made. Which ones? Which ones you got? Uh, so I have Miles Morales uh, and Spider Gwen, and you're gonna do a Spider or Web Web Warriors and A Force, A Force, nice, yeah, sort of theme. So, um, but yeah, I'm working down in Dover uh, Monday, so I'm down near Folkestone, which is uh, where Chaos Cards is, another local shop that stocks Marvel Crisis Protocol at pretty good discount so i might swing by there on monday and have a look cool maybe pick up some another box or two that's awesome that's a lot of fun don't know if i'm gonna get 10 minis bought built and painted by april Hmm. i don't know man um i think the cool thing about the cool thing about them is it's not an army so you don't have to do them all in the same color you can really kind of have fun exploring and do like different colors for each um each mini which is a lot of a good time yeah but again it's that starting a project paralysis yeah that's fair i've Speak- seen how long it's taken me to attempt to build up the nerve to do my <laughs> yeah but I just don't, don't paint anybody white make a make a red spider gwen <laughs> i just yeah i just got to do it but again i think it's in my head at the moment i'm like oh, i want to clear my desk off but currently, sitting on my desk is uh, everything: a Malifaux Force, no, a Infinity Force, some thirty uh, k Mechanicum Stompy robots, yep. some Solar Auxilia Sentinels, some Solar Auxilia tanks, some forty k Orc vehicles, a whole lot of World Eaters, a. Uh, Centaur Knight Titan. Yeah. Some Mechanicum Infantry. There's a lot on my desk. Yeah. I might might just have to clear my desk and put everything take away. Take everything. Take everything that's finished off that desk because you got some terrain up there that's finished. Um, you've got like that ogre up there is finished. Get him out of there. Like you, you got some stuff that's finished with some stuff that's not finished, and I think you just need to separate all that. Yeah. Like, this this is stuff that they don't want to hear about. They don't care. Well, about like, it. well it's yeah. So, hopefully, we'll go to some events that are not 30k. I need to. We need to play a game of Marvel, Marvel Crisis Protocol to even see if we actually like it. <laughs> that too. I, I I think I will just for the minis. If anything, I think they're beautiful. Well, I've yeah, I've watched a load of games on YouTube and yep. stuff, and yep. I like the mechanics I've seen. So yep. uh, it's fast and it's um, it's uh, really easy to understand. I think it's a cool game to pick up. Yeah. Speaking of, I want to uh, say thank you to uh, Stephen Watson and John Swires from the Marvel Crisis Protocol Sale and Trade UK site. Uh, John Swires is the guy who runs the site, and um, I was able to get some 
uh, minis uh, traded off there. Uh, really cool guys, uh, both. Yeah, A plus. Uh, get on that site if you're into tri- uh, to Marvel Crisis Protocol, or if you're looking to get into it, because there's always people trying to buy sell trade on there. A lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's basically it for for me. You got any any last um, call outs you want to do? So I just want to say thank you to my wife who has been real supportive about this. Who has got us? Oh uh, man, she's the best. She's got us. It was one of her students who designed our logo. Mm-hmm. We won't give out the name of a uh, of a, of a, of a, a high school child. No, we won't. No, uh, but but thank you to that high school child. Yeah, friend of the podcast, high friend school of the child, high, friend of the podcast, high school child, um, who's. <laughs> Uh, and then from that logo, we've also had my wife has sourced us uh, stickers. Yep, stickers um, that we'll be giving out that if, we can give out when we see people. Yeah, if you see us at events, we will have stickers with us. Uh, and today, she surprised us both with uh, t-shirts as well with the logo on it uh, for us to wear at events. Yeah, very very cool. Um, brightly colored t-shirts are, are, are the colors we have on our logo currently are like a hot pink and baby blue. You won't miss us. Yeah. Black t-shirts. Black t-shirts. Big hot pink, pink circles on them. Yep. You will not Amazing. miss us. We'll look like a pair of nipples sitting around next to each other. I, I can't. That is so cool. So cool that she was able to get uh, t-shirts for us. They, thank you, uh, friend of the podcast, Kelly. Fr- friend of Grant, Kelly. <laughs> and um, uh, Bulldog Mom, Kelly. Uh, we love you. There's, there's other places where you can get in contact with us, not just here on the podcast. We've also got a Facebook fan page you can find. We've got an Instagram, of course. Most of our work is done through Instagram. Uh, yeah, so you can find us on Instagram at Throwing Dice Pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Facebook uh, at uh, Throwing Dice Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can uh, find your Instagram uh, at Arch underscore Magos. You can find my Instagram at LDestructo83. Uh, or you can email us uh, at throwingdicepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like, you can follow my other podcast, which is the Smart Foundation podcast. It's a wrestling-centric podcast uh, that I do with a friend of mine from back in America. We talk about uh, current wrestling and classic wrestling, and uh, we try and keep it positive over there. There's a lot of uh, negativity that we don't want to be part of. So we... Uh, we have a lot of fun on that. And um, that's going to be it for episode two, man. I call that a wrap. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, from all of us here at the Throw and Dice podcast and all of our friends, we're going to say see you down the road. Good, good night. Good. You don't, we don't want to come up with a let's workshop. A, let's workshop yep. a thing. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye.